Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is The Good News Show. And good afternoon. Welcome to The Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Glad you are with us today. Happy May. Uh, May 2nd, 2022, the month dedicated to Our Lady. Also, uh, this Sunday is Mother's Day. Don't forget, May 8th, it's this Sunday. And uh, my name is Dave Palmer, along with Cecil Anderson, Diane Xavier. Good morning. <laughs> Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> you just missed it by that yeah, much. Yeah, I know. Missed it by it, that it, much. It was, yeah, three minutes ago, it was morning, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, but we have to be... So anyways, uh, got a lot to talk about. I came in this morning. We weren't sure what we were going to do about the show, but it all filled up so quickly. So let me tell you uh, uh, a few things that we're doing. There were so many events last weekend. I mean, last weekend, was so, so very busy, <laughs> and so we want to talk about some of the things that were going on, like the YCP conference that uh, Sissel attended along with mm-hmm. her sister, and we did a live broadcast on Friday from there in Frisco. Uh, also, the men's conference yeah, was on Saturday, and uh, Bill Kula is going to join us at about 25 after to kind of give us an update on, on the men's conference and some of the fruits that came from that. I was the MC, and I, I thought it was great. Uh, the, the, the speaker, Annie Hickman, I'd, I'd never heard of him. Uh, but I thought his talk was just outstanding. Terry Barber was there. Father Edmund Leonard from St. Anne's Capel gave a talk, and it was very nice overall. Uh, so Bill will join us. And then the CPLC dinner on Saturday night, uh, I think was a great success. They had a big crowd, bigger crowd than I thought they were going to get. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I walked in. You know how you have a general feeling right. of like, you know, wow, this is uh, pretty <laughs> impressive. And it was out at the Renaissance Hotel in Addison, and um, they, uh, Dr. Joe Behan was given the person of the, uh, the pro-life person uh, of the year award, awesome. uh, the, the Edward, uh, Father Edward Robinson Award. And Dave Moore, uh, who is like amazing because he was at all these events <laughs> this weekend, he gave his testimony and he's going to join us at uh, 20 till because uh, I had the inspiration to call him because I wanted to, everybody who wasn't at the event to hear about his testimony. And then he said, you know what, Dave, there's a part of it that I wish I would have stressed a little bit more. And it's a, it's a real blessing that I'm going to have the opportunity to do this. So even if you heard Dave Moore's uh, testimony on Saturday night, there's something he really wants to emphasize that he doesn't feel like he emphasized enough. But it was it was a really good, very good testimony. All right, and uh, what else? Oh, yeah, um, Mother's Day. <laughs> Let's talk about our moms. And I, I want to bless a couple of moms out there. If you would like to get a, a gift for your mom, and, you know, you may do something else in addition to it, but I have two books by Mother Angelica, uh, one of them by Raymond Arroyo. It's, of course, Mother Angelica's story, uh, the, the remarkable story of a nun, her nerve, and a network of miracles, and also uh, Meditations on the Rosary, the Way of the Cross, and other prayers uh, by Mother Angelica. If you are one of the first two to email me right now with your address and just say Mother Angelica or Mother's Day, I will send you one of these this week. Okay, I'll, I'll get in the mail like tomorrow because it's got to get there before <laughs> Sunday. Uh, all right, so email me davepalmer at grnonline.com and I'll send you one of these books. If you promise, you'll give it to your mom. 
Okay, if, if your mom is alive, of course, you know, then uh, uh, send it, give it, or give it to a mom. Let's just say that. Or if you're a mom, just keep it. <laughs> <laughs> the bar is getting lower all the oh, time. Oh wow! Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, no kidding. All right, so. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because both of you are younger than me, but mm-hmm. both of you have lost your mothers. Uh, and so I wanted to maybe just give each an opportunity to speak briefly about your uh, your, your mothers, and I'll, I'll speak briefly about mine as well, who is still uh, alive, very much alive. <laughs> uh, but again, if you want one of these books, just email me, Palmer at grnonline.com. As long as you promise to give it to a mother, even if you are the mother that you're giving it to, okay? Self-gift. Yeah, for the first two people. So who, who wants to go? <laughs> first so you want to go first talk talk about your mom or okay sounds great yeah no why not (laughs) uh sure oh my goodness well david you talked about earlier that like you could talk about your mom forever so i'll try to keep this brief but yeah this is gonna be year i think number three yeah it's been three years since my mom died um but my mom was a very larger than life person, so I feel like her uh, personality and presence is always <laughs> ever you know, around. I remember my last conversation with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was a very intense person. Um, you you kind of like people, you love her or hate her, you know what I mean? She was very, uh, very intense personality, um, but in like the best possible way. Uh, so, gosh, I don't even know what to say, Dave, about like, should I tell like a story or something of? Yeah, maybe um, maybe one of, your, one of your memories. All yeah. right, perfect. So, to so demonstrate my mom's larger than life personality, I actually told this in her uh, in the eulogy that I gave at her funeral. I thought it was pretty funny. We were um, she and I had very similar personalities, which sometimes meant as we got old, I got older that like we, our heads would like you know knock into <laughs> each so other funny, quite yeah. quite often. Um, but one time we were in the store, and I think I made a smart aleck comment that I shouldn't have, um, and she slapped me on the side of my head, and I was like. Ow! Why did you do that? <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, like she was shocked that it actually hurt." And 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 she's like, "Oh, but it's really funny when Gibbs does it, like be, Gibbs being a fictional character on a detective TV series, NCIS." Yeah. Um. And I was like, "That's a TV show." <laughs> <They're> acting. <laughs> They're acting. Yeah. And it was just so funny. It was just so out of the blue and random. Um. But that was very much her. But yeah, I was really blessed to have a very very involved mom who just really cared about what was going on in our hearts and in our lives. And um, and I'm blessed that we spent so much time together uh, in the first part of my life, uh, since I will not have her for the second half. Although I can always ask for her intercession and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, very good. That's that's beautiful. And I yeah, I was blessed to know her. La- yeah. Last conversation. She. Well, <laughs> I won't give her all the details, but she basically was. In making sure that we were taking care of you, yes, <laughs> uh, here at the at, at the office. Yeah, and, that was and, only two weeks before she had her stroke. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was. yeah. So I mean, she her her concern for you came out very very clear. All right, Diane, you're up next. Well, my mom was a devout Catholic, and uh, she was very devoted to Saint Therese, the Little Flower, and she'd make sure we go to CCD all the time, and we got confirmed, and you know the whole nine yards. And then during her funeral mass. I remember during the inter... Uh, Intercessory prayers? Not the intercessory, oh. uh, when they do the burial. Oh, interment. Interment, yeah. Yeah, before um, you know, we throw flowers in her coffin, you know, before... Yeah. And they were going to lower the grave to the ground. And before it did, the rose, like, fell from, <clears throat> you know, her body onto the ground. That I knew that was a sign that St. Therese, mm. you know, she, that she was about to enter heaven, you know. Yeah. And St. Therese yeah. was there with her because she was a very devoted to St. Therese, the little flower. So yeah. St. Therese always said, I will show you a sign from heaven with a rose. And 
that was that sign. So yeah. that was just beautiful. And which, in fact, she named one of your sisters after uh, Trez's sister, right? Celine? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's wonderful. And even Celine is a great devotee to St. Trez's Little Flower. Do any of y'all have Trez as a middle name? No. No? I think okay. my grandmother did. It's my my, my uh, older sister has uh, Ter- Therese, uh, Diane Therese uh, Palmer. Oh, well, that's beautiful. Now, now, now casting. I have Xavier as a Catholic <laughs> yeah, last yeah, name. Yeah, cool. very so, Catholic. All right. So my mom, uh, like I said, uh, still very much alive, uh, very, very uh, healthy. I won't give her age, but, uh, you know, she's, uh, she, no, she'll laugh if I say it. But anyway, she's at a, the ripe, ripe age and very, very healthy. And she's just like the most consistent person I've ever met. She's mm. always happy. She's always joyful. She never, you know, just, I, I don't have that. I get moody and sometimes I have good days and bad days. She seems to always be up. Uh, totally, totally committed to the family. You know, she never had like that split. Uh, thankfully, she, uh, I guess, you know, for our family, she did not have to work outside the house. Mm. So she was able to devote uh, herself entirely to the family. But it's just, it, it always seemed like the family was al- always number one, still mm. to this day. If I call her, you know, she, it's not like, drops oh, hey, I'm watching yeah. the show. I, you know, I'll call <laughs> you later. It's, yeah, she drops what she's doing. She always wants to talk and she, and, and she just she loves her kids. And so uh, she's awesome. So to um, she looks uh, great, so young yeah, and vibrant. Yeah, yeah. She was she used to be a model. Yeah, did she really? I mean, not like you know, big time. Yeah, 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 but yeah. she modeled for like, you know, like I think Daisy uh, Penny, some magazines and stuff. Oh, that's so this cool. would have been back in the like fifties. Wow, uh, we have so. a famous model <laughs> watching us on Back to the Father. And she's <laughs> going to get people coming up to her now saying, "Hey, I heard you were a model." But yeah, she is. She is. Uh, she's a pretty lady. All right, so happy Mother's Day in advance to all the the wonderful mothers out there. I have uh, given away at least one of the books. Um, I, I think uh, I think one is still available. Uh, if you want a, a Mother's Day book from Mother Angelica for your mom or for yourself or for a mother, uh, just email me, DavePalmer at GRNOnline.com. All right, real quickly, uh, Summer Speaker Series update. We're going to be doing this every Monday until <laughs> the event on July 21st. It's still July 21st. We should it's, have like a little jingle like, Summer Speakers yeah. Updates. Can you put that together? <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds great. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I should not have done that. Yeah, you can, you're a singer. Yeah, you yeah, can I'll do, do that. It. Uh, all right, still July 21st, still Bishop Strickland, Frontiers of Flight Museum, and uh, the, probably the latest news is that tickets uh, are not going to go on sale until May 26th. Yeah, May 26th. And so it's going to be a little later, uh, you know, we're in May now, so... Uh, to f- just four, a few more weeks. Just yeah, a few, few more weeks. Uh, so if you want to go, uh, tickets are going to be $75. Uh, we also got some interesting things. Uh, I'll, we'll talk about this next week, but the 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 format of the evening is going to change a little bit. Yes, it's yes. going to be like a little after event, the after party, yeah, after glow, like yes, Steve Leeson talks about. Uh, so, uh, summerspeakerseries.com is where you can go. Again, you can't buy tickets yet, but uh, they'll be available very soon, and you'll be hearing a lot about it. Uh, Bishop Strickland's talk is going to be called "Engage in Battle: Empowering the Lady." In 2022, because he is—I mean—he's a brave, brave bishop, and so engage in battle. What? How? You know? What is our our role in this battle? Because you know, certainly a battle out there. All right, um, real quickly, let's talk about the events from last weekend. YCP conference, 
Friday through Sunday, right? Yes. And started. Yeah. Yeah, started yeah, absolutely. So, you, uh, Dave, you and I got to broadcast before the conference officially started that afternoon. And then I went back, uh, missed the opening mass, but I was able to get there in time for their first, like, you know, happy hour and uh, talk that they had. And one thing I got to say, Dave, this is my second Young Catholic Professionals Conference. They always find um, amazing people to come and do these keynotes that they have. There's yeah. usually about three or four of them throughout the um, event, and they all tie together and work together, and they all reference each other they clearly they plan it so well that they all yeah. work out so the theme this year was i will be done on earth as it is in heaven it was kind of all about getting uniformity with our will and god's will mm-hmm. um and, and you know it's, it's something that you know we don't talk a lot a lot about is that sometimes we can be going through life and doing not necessarily bad things but if it's not in uniformity with god's will it's not you know jesus mm-hmm. even says like i don't know you you yeah, know right um right. so it was it was really impactful um we had uh some people you know some people i hadn't you know heard of necessarily but uh rob hayes a businessman talked about suffering in his talk we had sister maricella um who is a dominican sister uh give a talk about joy that was beautiful and that one was actually live streamed on to ewtn's facebook page so people who you know weren't at the conference can actually go and watch it now mm. on either ycp's page or ewtn's page um and it's really really beautiful We'll talk good one. The first thing on a Saturday morning when you're still a little bit waking up, and she talks about coffee in it, so <laughs> very, mm-hmm. very lovely. And um, and so yeah, and it had a you have a gala in it. Uh, there has I think 550 young adults mm-hmm. from all 29 chapters of YCP oh, wow, re- wow. represented, and there was also a lot of people, Dave, that I met that uh, came from areas like i met a girl from california who wasn't near any of the chapters that they have in california but just heard about young catholic professionals and wanted to get involved and a lot of people just came in a lot of people was their first time coming to a conference like this um so it was really cool to be you know in a room of that many young people and uh, it's so funny because of course everyone wants to chit chat with each other you know where you're meeting people and uh we're about to do adoration and we're in the room that adoration is going to happen and it's loud dave it's like everyone's you know oh hi there you know everything all of a sudden you hear the bells and Jesus is like, you know, uh, Father Ken is coming in with, uh, uh, with the monstrance and Jesus. And man, that hush just, oh, everyone's yeah, on their yeah. knees. Like it was so, <laughs> the was power. That Father Ken Trace? Yes. Uh, oh, okay. yes, he was there. He was one of the chaplains, uh, celebrated mass a couple of the days, gave a great homily yesterday. Um, it was really beautiful to kind of tie in about structuring a prayer life, um, and things like that. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really cool the power of, <laughs> of Jesus walking into the oh, room. Yeah, everyone yeah. just, you go from like high energy to like, okay, focus on Jesus. Well, you know, they used to have those youth, uh, youth two thousand events. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, literally a couple thousand teenagers. And I remember being at an event one time, and these were teenagers. I mean, teenagers, you know, tend to not be the most mature people in the world, right? right? <laughs> yeah. But they and they and it happened at the one I was at, and they say it happens all the time. As soon as the the blessed sacrament comes into the room, even the the kids, they're just. I think it's so beautiful because, you know, there's obviously it's great when you hear a crowd of people, you know, singing together, cheering together, whatever it may be. But how much more beautiful when a crowd of people are silent? Mm -hmm. You know, that's more powerful. um, I imagine it is something something like that. Everybody, everybody's trying to meet each other. You know, it's just there's a lot of energy. I I felt it when we when I was there uh, Friday. Uh, it was just, this looks like it's going to be a great event. And we yeah. were there at noon. It didn't even start until later that yes. evening. But there yeah. was still a lot of people that were already Oh, yeah. Already, Everyone, uh, some people arrived. had arrived the night before because there was like a networking happy hour. Oh, yeah. So it was a lot of fun. And they've already announced next year's. It's going to be end of April as well. Um, it's going to be the same place, the Hyatt uh, Regency in Frisco. And the theme is the little flower, actually. Oh, the right? St. Trez. Doing things a little re- way. Is there a reason for that? Um, or, I mean, is it tied into something? They didn't necessarily speak on it. They just kind of gave like, this is what it's going to be. Yeah, and every, yeah. it got a 
big, you know, applause when everyone saw the slide the come up way. about. Yeah. Yeah, the little Boy, way, yeah. They're so, they're so far ahead of, uh, uh, I mean, the, that they already have the location. I the, know. And I guess these days you have to do that. You <laughs> right. Know, if you're at a big event like that. All right. Well, thanks for that update. Um, of course. Not going to talk a lot about the, the men's conference because uh, Bill's going to join us here in a few minutes. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that for about 15 minutes with Bill. Again, Dave Moore's coming on at 40 after. Uh, I will say, you know, again, uh, congratulations to Dr. Joe Behan who, uh, it was so funny because he got the uh, Father Edwin Robinson uh, Person of the, of the Year Award, and I guess Dr. Joe didn't realize that he was supposed to say something, you know, okay? So they, they all of a sudden, they put him in front of the microphone, and <laughs> you're staring out at, you know, a couple thousand people, and he said, I, I didn't know I was going to speak, and, and so he... He made, you know, made a couple of jokes. He, he said he thanked his parents because without, he said, he said, without them, I don't think I'd be here or something like that. <laughs> <But> <laughs> That's it, great. Yeah. So it was, it was good. And, you know, the, the, there's a picture in the program of the Behan family. You know, uh, James mm-hmm. and Dorothy Behan were the matriarch and patriarch. And there, there was a wedding of one of the, the grandkids at St. Monica recently. And you should see this picture of that family. I mean, it, I'll, I'll show it to you guys afterwards, but it's, I don't know how many people, maybe uh, 150. I, I don't know. It's just they, 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 had, they had a lot of kids, and all their kids had a lot of kids, and now their kids' kids are having kids. <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's an amazing, amazing That's family. Awesome. They say that, that they had to they back the camera man up. Really Got to get one of those really wide lenses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, and also, Jamie Teton had a great testimony about, she said she used to be pro-choice, and, and now she's pro-life. Wow. She wrote a beautiful song, so she sang. Uh, Louis Murad was the auctioneer. Mm-hmm. and uh, love I, that. It, it seemed like they raised a lot of money. I don't know how much they raised, but uh, I think somebody gave $50,000, who raised their paddle for $50,000. Oh, Dave, you don't have to be so shy about it. <laughs> <laughs> what me? What me? I promise you. Uh, so that's that. And uh, let's see, anything else? Uh, uh, got a couple live remotes coming up this week, uh, tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock at Catholic Charities. And then we're going to be... Wednesday, you have one too, Wednesday right? is going to be at Birth Choice. Yeah, with yes, Aaron indeed. Fowler, yes. okay? So I don't know all the details of that. And uh, let's get to these clips. Do you have the um, the audio clips? Yes. Uh, last Thursday, we were invited uh, to go to the Catholic Foundation Award Ceremony. Twice a year, they have these award ceremonies. And these are the Catholic apostolates, you know, schools, you know, th- you know things. We, you know, we've received uh, grants before. Uh, but they bring everybody together who's going to receive a grant, and then they allow them to get up there and talk for a couple minutes about their grant. And it's, it's, I always enjoy it because it's, it's all these different – it's good for us because oh, these yeah. are the folks that we're always trying to connect with anyways. And you've got them inside one room, and they're all happy – because they're getting a grant and they're doing some kind of project or or what have you. I didn't get a chance to interview all of them, but of course, Bill Kula, our hero, lined <laughs> me up with a couple of interviews. So let's let's play these. Uh, we'll do Deacon John O'Leary first, if, if, if you can cue that one up, Sissel. And uh, he's chaplain of University of Texas at Dallas Catholic Ministry in Richardson, and uh, he's going to talk here about the grant that they got and what what's being used for. Well, the news is is that we now have a building directly across the street from the university, across Waterview Parkway, and it's a 15,000 square foot building that the diocese has purchased and is now going to be our university Catholic center. Uh, We have a temporary chapel, uh, and we're looking to build a regular chapel, which will seat 200 students, 200 people. very sacred space for Sunday Mass, daily, hopefully daily Mass once we have it open. Uh, we've got a rec room, we've got going to have a kitchen, uh, a facility that just is a place and a home for all Catholics and all, all people of faith. 
to come and join us and to be with us and to share in community and participate in our programs uh, at this at this uh, center. Three years ago, Bishop Burns came out. He was invited to celebrate an Ash Wednesday Mass on campus. And at that time, they told him that there might be about 40 or 50 students there for Mass. Well, all of a sudden, the campus minister or the director of ministry at that time came into a bishop and said, Bishop, we have a problem. We only have 50 hosts. <laughs> and he said, well, did you bring enough? Well, we didn't expect 300 people. Wow. wow. And there were 300 people there. Bishop had thought this was going to be like a small community college in western Pennsylvania. Yeah. And discovered that University of Texas at Dallas is about a 30,000 student university mm-hmm. with no presence other than the ministry that All Saints put on there. And based on that and the faith of these kids and the desire to minister to them, because they are the future of the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bishop assigned me as chaplain, and I started working with the students on the campus during that time. And, you know, first you have to kind of build credibility with the students and grow with them and talk to them about having mass on campus. And they said, oh, Deacon, you know, this really isn't a sacred place, and we kind of like a church and everything. So finally they agreed, but then COVID hit, mm-hmm. and we couldn't do anything. This year, starting this past September, we started having Mass on campus in one of their rooms over there. We we dressed it up with banners and made it a little bit more sacred space, but now we have our own place. Yeah. We have our own chapel. You know, we have the Eucharist there. Uh, we will have Sunday Mass right now. Uh, we'll have adoration as the students wish, and it's a place for them to go and share their faith because they are on fire with yeah. the faith. I love that all that background noise. I, I kind of <laughs> like that sound. You know, you hear people talking in the background. Something, like somebody was like rolling something. Yeah, that was me. Uh, no, oh, that was you. No. Okay, but uh, no, no. Good to talk to him again, Deacon John O'Leary. Good stuff happening over at UTD uh, in the the Catholic ministry. It sounds like it's really uh, alive yeah, and and on fire there. All right. Second and last uh, interview I did was with the principal of Saint Bernard of Clairvaux Catholic School in Dallas, uh, Lori Senecal. And she spoke at the uh, grant ceremony on behalf of, uh, I think, about 12 different Catholic schools that received a grant for tuition assistance. And they weren't all there, uh, but, you know, she kind of got up there and spoke, uh, you know, for that as a group. So I spoke to her about that. Here's Lori Senecal from uh, St. Bernard of Clairvaux Catholic School. We are a Title I school. We have many families that come to us from the neighborhood from our parish that seek a Catholic education for their children. Unfortunately, many of our families fall into the category of Title I, which means they're low income. So a Catholic education is not possible for them. That even with the sacrifices that they can make, there's just not an ability to be able to do this. And so they come to us and we work with families in hopes that by offering, by finding, you know, grants and scholarships such that come from like the Catholic Foundation and other organizations that we can bridge that gap for them mm-hmm. and make a Catholic education affordable. Well, even just last week I had a young family come and um, it was a little girl in first grade and she told her mother that she wanted to know more about God. And recently, um, over Easter, her mother was confirmed and baptized. So she went through all the sacraments. It was just beautiful. So she came to us in the hopes that her daughter could be a part of a a school culture and climate that is faith-built, where Christ is at the center of everything that we do. 
and in their situation, she had just recently lost her husband. And so it was not going to be a possibility for this family as much as they want it and as much as they could sacrifice to be able to make this happen. So what when that happens and we have families like that come to us, then we meet together with our scholarship team at our school, as does every other campus, and we look at what monies we have available. And so much of that does come from the Catholic Foundation, mm-hmm. and that gives us that ability to say yes to them and, and make this dream a possibility. All right, uh, Lori Senecal from St. Bernard of Clairvaux Catholic School. A couple quick things. Uh, one other thing we got to mention between now and our next show, uh, we are going to have a special show that begins this Friday, 4 o'clock. And, Diane, you've been very instrumental in, in, in recording this and interviewing it. Do you want to talk about this show? Yes, o'clock? this will help record the uh, first. Okay. It's a Dallas Senate show. Bishop Burns is working with Catholic Radio, which is us, and to promote and get the word out about the plans for the future of the diocese and to help it grow because everybody's like, it seems like everybody's turning to the Catholic faith now. We have a lot of converts and the Catholic church keeps growing and growing, especially in North Texas. So they have these um, synodal meetings, I think every couple of months and it's hosted by different um, segments of liter- uh, areas in the Catholic church, such as marriage and family, young adults, you know, just different areas of ministry that the diocese and the bishop wants to address, how we can grow the church and, you know, meet the needs of our diverse community. Our first show kicks off this Friday and their plans are what the diocese plans to do. I think it's going to air at 4 p.m. Yeah, every every first Friday at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so yeah. we're putting the, they've, it's been pre-recorded, we're putting the show together and and it sounds great and Lacey De La Garza is in charge of the Bishop Burns has appointed her yeah, as the, in charge, and she's the first guest. Yeah, the 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 uh, hosts are Andre Valdivia and Father John Byer, who's mm-hmm. a, a Cistercian priest, and so they're kind of the the regulars. And then she's yeah. her first guest. It's it's a it's kind of a, a I guess an easy choice because she's the one that's kind of <laughs> yes, heading it up, heading right up now. the the priest. And that's yeah. I forgot. Yeah, you're the one that recorded. I uh, recorded this, so I've already heard the show, and it's it's very good um, because uh, if you've been curious of what exactly a synod is and what it means, they really break that down mm-hmm, going back yeah. from like uh, church teaching. So it's very interesting. But um, I think Pope Francis is the one. That called for the well, 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 he's doing his own synod, mm-hmm. uh, which oh, is okay. interesting because yeah, there's a synod going on at the synod of the synod, and, and they talk about that the, a little bit and yeah. how that that relationship worked out. Well, you know, it, in that it, sort it of can get a little confusing because yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have the diocesan synod, but then you also have the synod uh, of the Universal Church. And as all well. this culminates in a ten year. Yeah, anniversary. Yeah, yeah, 20, uh, 30. It's going to be a long process. Yeah, it's <laughs> we're in for the long, long haul. I wonder if 10 years from now we're still going to be doing the Dallas Synod show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. That'd be so funny. Uh, well, yeah, we, they say at least this year. We, you know, but who knows? We'll, we'll do it as long as they want to do it. By the way, real quickly, we're going to take a break. Uh, got a text from uh, a wonderful lady I know, and she said, How nice to know your mom was a model. I'll be sure to mention when I see her next. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a cute pose to capture. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So, thanks for that, uh, that text. That's that's awesome. So, all right, we're going to take a two-minute break. We're going to come back, and Bill Kula is going to join us to talk about the North Texas Catholic Men's Conference, and uh, the, it was it was a great event at St. Anne's on Saturday. A little recap and some of the takeaways from the speakers and otherwise. So, two minutes, and we'll be back with a good news show. All across America, parents are waking up to the harsh reality of what it means to take back their school for their children and their children's future. 
Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time. And tomorrow, Victor Perez is going to join us. He was born in Cuba, but fled Cuba and communism only to have to fight communism in our school system in America. He joins us tomorrow morning on Catholic Drive Time, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Join us. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. This is Jesuit Father Robert McTague, host of The Catholic Current, where we bring Christ to the world and the world to Christ. We apply timeless truths to timely topics. I'll cover the church, politics, academia, culture, and more. Let me help you find the work of Christ in our broken and confused world. That's The Catholic Current, heard Monday and Friday right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. The Guadalupe Radio Network is happy to welcome Pantigo Dental and Orthodontic Center as a new sponsor on KTH 910 AM. Dr. Wynn, a member of St. Vincent de Paul Parish in Arlington, and his staff offer a variety of services such as general and cosmetic dentistry, dental implants, braces, Invisalign, and laser pain relief for TMJ, TMD, and jaw pain. They can be reached at 817-274-1825. That's 817-274-1825. It's Pantigo Dental and Orthodontic Center. Welcome back to the Good News Show here on this May 2nd, 2022. Happy uh, month dedicated to Our Lady and all the mothers also celebrating Mother's Day this coming Sunday. Don't forget, do something special for your mom. And uh, we have uh, uh, some time now to talk about the 11th Annual Persevering in Faith Spring Conference put on by the North Texas Catholic Men's, well, it's the North Texas Catholic Brothers for Christ is the group. Uh, the, the event is called the North Texas Catholic Men's Conference, and it happened last Saturday uh, over at St. Anne's and Capel. Bill Kula uh, is one of the, uh, the leaders of this organization, and uh, he was one of the key guys that put this together, and he joins us on the phone to talk about it. Hey, Bill, good afternoon. How are you doing? Good Good afternoon, Dave. I'm doing great. I'm a little bit exhausted, but it's a good kind of exhausted. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know you, you're you're very humble and you don't like to take the credit, but I, I did not realize until, well, Friday night when we had the kind of the leadership group together at uh, the, the restaurant and then also at the event itself, you were awarded uh, something and, and uh, Rick Self just really said, man, without without Bill Kula, this thing wouldn't have wouldn't have happened. So I know you don't want to talk about yourself, but I just want to th- thank you publicly because a lot of people weren't at the conference. So thank you for your huge part in, in making this happen. Well, uh, I, I also want to just thank you, Dave. You you helped keep the event flowing because when you bring in a lot of speakers, um, some who haven't spoken with each other ever or for a long time. You really need to see, keep, have somebody keep you on track, and, and, and we're so grateful that you served as our MC yet again, and we also are so grateful to the hospitality of St. Anne Catholic Parish in Capel, from, from Father Edwin Leonard to everyone on his team. People just step forward. They open doors literally and figuratively for us, and they just allowed for an opportunity for men to come together, and one of the, one of the best things that I personally heard came from 
Father Edwin's remarks uh, after he spoke following the homily that he delivered. And he asked us, he said, do you have a group of men who carry you to Jesus? Mm. We need more of this. And I looked around the room, I looked around the sanctuary, and I said, thank God that during a discipleship Sunday years ago, I prayed to be involved in a ministry that would allow me to know men on a first-name basis in more than 100 parishes throughout North Texas. I had no idea what I was praying back then, but the amazing thing is the Lord said, and here are those 100-plus men, Bill, that I do now know on a first-name basis from over 100 parishes in North Texas. And I think that's what this conference was so much about. It was bringing men together in an environment that was sacred, it was holy, and it was also a lot of fun, as you experienced. Yeah, it was, and I I thoroughly enjoy that. You know, I made a brief comment at the beginning of my remarks, and it just it energizes me to be with so many guys like that, and uh, so many people I recognized, and so it was awesome. Hey, Bill, let, let's let's talk a maybe a takeaway. You mentioned Father Edwin, and I, I I got the impression, and it was more than an impression; it was a reality that Father Edwin wasn't just yeah you can use our our parish, and yeah I'll be happy to give a, a talk. He was into it. I mean, he he was like totally committed. And I could tell that this is this the ministry to men is something that that is is very important part of his of his priestly uh, vocation. Uh, the other speakers, Terry Barber and Annie Hickman, um, I've got a takeaway from each of them. I just wanted to ask anything in particular about them. I, I thought they both were outstanding. I enjoyed getting to know them both uh, more than I I never met either of them in person before. Uh, anything about either either or both of those talks that struck you? Absolutely. Um, you never know what will be the moment, your moment, and at each conference. And, and I always, you know, we, we work so hard as a team of brothers. We're not professional meeting putter honors, but we, we, we all come together. And, and with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the conferences just hum. And you never know when somebody's going to say something that just really resonates. And, and I got to say this year, it was something that Terry Barber, who came from Southern California, when he was talking about uh, evangelization and, and fellowship, um, something that was so simple yet so, so profound is he said, guys, please always remember that Jesus Christ speaks to us most, most when we're silent. And something just hit me like a ton of bricks, and I took his remarks straight into, Cecil was just talking about Eucharistic adoration at the, at the awesome team of young Catholic professionals and the event they put on this weekend. We had Dave Moore uh, and his band playing during Eucharistic Adoration. We were really blessed to have Deacon Alex Fry, who became a deacon just a week ago to lead Eucharistic Adoration. And it was during that quiet moment, kneeling down with hundreds of other brothers while the music was sacredly playing there in the St. Anne uh, uh, Sanctuary, where that's where the Lord spoke to me most, in Eucharistic Adoration. And I'm so grateful to Terry uh, to, to remind me of something that was so simple, of just be quiet. Because the role that some of us had was, was much more vocal, and we were, you know, guiding people here and there. And, and, and it's it's often hard to be quiet in the middle of a conference. But <laughs> God bless Terry for saying what he said, because that became the catalyst 
for me personally to just slow down and listen. And then when when Annie spoke, and I had the great opportunity to have Annie in my car when I picked him up from the airport, and he shared uh, uh, some stories. And by the way, all of the videos from the conference will very soon be on our um, website as well as our Facebook page. Um, so CatholicBrothersForChrist.com, we're going to make available the full conference there for everyone. Um, but Emmy was talking about something that one of his, his, his oldest son, Dom, told him. And he said, hey, Dad, you know, when we, when we hear from Scripture, we hear about loving one another. And he went to his father and he said, hey, dad, if we're to love our neighbors as ourselves, shouldn't we physically know our neighbor neighbors? <laughs> and that's led to this beautiful, beautiful ministry of Annie and his wife, Cana. They've been married 21 years, have eight children. And even in all the hustle and bustle of life, their oldest is 21, their youngest is two. I can't imagine the challenges that causes, um, but they have a weekly dinner, a sit-down dinner with their neighbors, and they they just love that. And you know, when Annie said, "Our primary neighbor is our spouse," love your spouse. He said, "You know one another's ugliness the best." Yeah. Well, that night, you know, as as fate would have it. It was my wife's and my 28th wedding anniversary, and we had a beautiful opportunity to spend time by ourselves. And, you know, we shared our love for one another, and it was just beautiful because there, Annie was speaking to me. Mm-hmm. So, in many ways, every single um, speaker, and certainly Dave and Lauren and the, and the uh, three members of their band who were there, they all spoke to us in so many ways, and you know, on a, on a personal note, I also knew of some unique stories happening behind the scenes. And there was this one father who was so excited before the conference began, and he said, "Hey, hey, hey, Bill, these spots right here, I need them for my sons." And I was like, "Okay, that that's fine." And he said, "No, I need these spots for my sons." And he said, "This is the first time my sons have ever come to this conference." Yeah. And he said, "Things aren't going really well, and you know they're wandering in their faith life." And I watched my friend and his two sons interact throughout the day. Yeah. And I saw how they looked at each other in the morning, and I saw how they looked at each other at the end of the day. And there was love. Yeah. There was honest to goodness love. It was almost like I was watching the prodigal son play out right next to me in the sanctuary. And those are the powerful things that took place. I can only imagine some of the other wonderful, beautiful things that happened. But to see that alone, that proximity to Jesus that that manifested for two sons, older sons, mind you, in their 20s, and their father was just a beautiful thing to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah, I'm familiar with that story as well. I, I didn't uh, observe what you did as far as that transformation that happened, but that, that is great. Uh, Bill Kula joins us. Uh, he works with the Catholic Foundation, but he also is very involved in the Catholic Brothers for Christ, and the, the 11th annual Spring Conference was held uh, just two days ago on Saturday. And uh, Bill, uh, we just have a couple minutes. Uh, Dave Moore is actually going to join us here in a few minutes to talk about the CPLC event on Saturday night. Uh, talk about the future. And I know you've already got the date, the location, I believe, for next year's uh, spring conference. And there's also going to be a fall expertus as well. Dude, what, what can you tell us about those two events? 
Sure. We will have in the fall uh, a date and time to be determined what is known as Expiritus with the Spirit. It's a miniaturized conference. It's usually for about 200 uh, individuals. Uh, more information on that to come. For the spring conference, the one that's bigger, it'll be our 12th annual North Texas Catholic Men's Conference. It'll be on Saturday, April 22nd. It will be at uh, the awesome parish of St. Uh, Francis of Assisi in Frisco, right off just east of the tollway. Uh, we already have um, uh, plans in work. We're not going to share any details yet, but we actually already have some of our speakers lined up for next year. And it's going to be a beautiful opportunity for, again, guys to come together and carry the cross of Jesus for them. During this, uh, uh, on Saturday, 24 men step forward to the front, almost the equivalent of an all call, but this was really a volunteer call. And these are going to be uh, brand new ambassadors to various parishes uh, throughout the Fort Worth and the Dallas Diocese. I'm looking at a picture of them right now, in fact, on the screen, and have kind of really been praying for them and their ministry opportunity to spread the news about the conference to their parishes back home. And so we're at a real pivotal point. We're getting bigger. We're, we had uh, about not quite 425 men who were in attendance at this year's conference, but they represented 80 parishes from throughout both the, Catholic, uh, the Diocese of uh, Fort Worth and Dallas. We're looking forward to an even larger conference next year, uh, and we're just going to continue to persevere in faith like we did this past weekend, and we are looking forward to uh, bringing the Lord to more parishes, and as I said, we will make available all of the videos that will be out on CatholicBrothersForChrist.com, as well as our Facebook page very soon. And Dave, again, thank you so much for, for your role as the MC. You just did a, a banner job, professional job, and, and we were thrilled with your next guest, Dave Moore, and, and what an amazing April 30th he had. I'm sure he was exhausted, but I'm sure he had a big smile on his face when he went to bed, knowing that he was really living in the Spirit and doing the work of the Lord. Yeah, amen. Bill, thank, thanks so much. It was great, and I do highly recommend everybody uh, to, to go online whenever those uh, videos become available, because the talks were outstanding. The whole conference was great. So, Bill, thanks a lot. Glad you were able to be on with us, and God bless you. Hope you get a little bit of rest today yourself. <laughs> God bless you, too. Thank okay. you all. Take Thanks care. so much. All right. So, got one more segment. Okay. Dave Moore is going to join us. He and his wife, Lauren, have the Catholic Music Initiative, and they get around town and do a lot of events. They were everywhere last weekend. But uh, what we're going to talk about with him specifically is uh, his testimony that he gave at the Catholic Pro-Life Community bishop's dinner uh on uh, on saturday evening and it, it was really beautiful so he's going to join us and uh we, we're going to take a quick break uh and come back in about one minute hopefully with uh hopefully with Dave the saint thomas more society of the diocese of dallas will host a lecture called how the catholic church investigates the supernatural with guest speaker michael o'neill he's the miracle hunter on ewtn and also an award-winning author and host of the website miraclehunter.com the event is thursday may 5th beginning at noon in the arts district in downtown dallas at the mansion at 2101 ross avenue for more information, please visit stmsdallas.org. 
Are you looking for a place to get your work done? WorkSuites provides full-service offices, meeting rooms, and co-working spaces for professionals seeking privacy and productivity. The suites come furnished, wired, and move-in ready. WorkSuites is a new sponsor of KATH 910AM and is owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Flip invites you to call 888-312-WORK or visit WorkSuites.com to see if WorkSuites fits your business needs. That's work, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. All right, we are back, and this is the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. Uh, 43 minutes after the hour, we've got about 15 minutes to go. We're trying to get Dave Moore on the line, and uh, as I mentioned, Dave was at the uh, YCP event, uh, and along with his wife, uh, for playing some of the music for the um, the worship at that Mass. And then Dave went over to the... Uh, the, the the men's conference and, uh, and and Lauren showed up for that as well and then as if that wasn't enough they also were at the uh, CPLC event Lauren sang and uh, Dave played and Dave also gave his testimony which we are going to talk about right now here on the Good News Show so uh, Dave Moore the hardest working man in North Texas how you doing good afternoon to you Dave, I'm so good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Doing well. I, I yeah, I called you this morning and I was like, man, I know I'm probably going to wake him up, but you said you were already up, so that that, that made me feel better. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just talked to Bill Kula about the men's conference, uh, and so we won't get into a lot of that because he gave a very good review on that. But uh, thank you for being there. Uh, you know, Bob made the comment. He got up there and he said, "This is the best music we've ever had for one of these events," and that says a lot because you know this is their eleventh one. And I and I agree. You guys uh, just are so anointed, uh, you and Lauren and the, and the other members of of your group. So so thank you for your music. Um, and I know you're at the YCP conference, but we talked about a lot that uh, a lot already. But let's talk about your testimony because uh, it was very touching. And for those who were not there, um, and even for those who were there, because I know you told me there's a part of it that you really want to emphasize a little bit more than you even did Saturday night. But why don't you just take it away and uh, t- tell us your your pro life testimony, if you would, Dave? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank Thank you, Dave. I. Um yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, the story of, like, my birth and my mom choosing life in faith um, in a situation where, you know, my mom was 44 um, when she had me. I was a surprise. She'd had two miscarriages before um, I was born. My my the, the next brother closest to me was 16 years old older and my oldest brother was 18 years older than me and my mom you know she was 44 she was working she was teaching and my father just re- uh, retired from the naval academy he was class of 65 uh Naples, in the naval academy and um you know my my mom and dad were very surprised when they found out that they were pregnant you know and 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 my mom you know was during a time, you know, working and, and, and honest to God, I mean, when the test came back that, you know, I, I might not be, be able to live. There were, there were negative results and, and, uh, and she chose faith in life and it, her choice to choose faith in life. Um, it, it plays so much into not only the way that I see the world and life and, and, um, 
in the world and ministry and everything, I, I just, I acknowledge the fact that each day is a gift from God and that the very breath that we breathe, it's a gift from God and, and all these good gifts that we've been given by God that so many times we take for granted. I know I do. Um, I acknowledge that life and, and the breath that we breathe, it's a gift. And what we do with that gift is we give back to him what always has been ours, to not take each day, each breath for granted, and to live in radical joy and hospitality and service, um, knowing that today is the day that the Lord has made, and, and truly to rejoice even when there's trial, when there's uncertainty, to rejoice in the fact that the Lord is good and he is walking with us on this journey and that our destination is eternity with him. Um, the thing that I, you know, was mulling over from the testimony on Saturday was just, you know, I was thinking to myself, like how special it was to share my testimony. And I'm humbled by that opportunity. Um, I felt so special but I wanted people to truly know that um, like each and every one of us are special, like all of us made in the image and likeness of God. We are children of God. And, um, and uh, that's amazing. That that's the gift, right? Mm -hmm. And we got to fight for that gift. We got to fight for life and we need to be uh, good stewards um, of the gift of life. And, uh, you know, the, the, the testimony, the story, like it's, it's really not about me. And, um, I, I, I'm always like flattered when accolades and resumes are shared and it's like, wow, he's doing, he's doing great things. He's playing music all over the diocese. He's doing all these amazing things. But, but what if, what if I wasn't, you know, what if I wasn't like, life, the gift from God, that, that is as a treasure and it's valuable because I am a child of God. I am made in the image and likeness of God. And, and that is something that I think each of us like need to cling to is that we find our worth because of who Jesus is. We are a chosen child of God. And so each and every one of us has that special story and that gift. And I just, yeah, I, I I was like walking off stage and I was just thinking about that. And it was it was like I just wanted everyone to know just like that you are special. Yeah, that's that's such a good point. I love how you say that cuz you know, hey, you know, you, you know, you know, I get the same thing. You know, hey, you're the Catholic radio guy and hey, thanks for what you're doing and you know, we all yeah. like we all like strokes. We all like, you know, to be recognized and to feel like we're doing something with our life, but but you know, like you're saying, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, that's not what matters most, you know? What matters yeah. most is that we're a child of God, and, and you strip all the accomplishments away from us, and, 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 and that didn't diminish one ounce of our dignity. Yeah. I met this, this homeless man down by Mockingbird Station. His name was Ben. And, uh, man, I, I got to share half of a ham sandwich with him, and it meant everything to him because somebody saw his, his dignity and his worth. Yeah. And, um, I just think that that, you know, being Christ in the world, like in order to fully activate that, like to see each and every one of our self-worth and 
to see the gift of life and to to really just um, to not only see that in ourselves, but you, you know, it's kind of like you can't give what you you don't have, right? If we don't see that in ourselves, how are we able to to really pass it on and and see it in in others, right? And yeah. so, yeah, that is that is something that uh, is just really on my heart right now. And Dave, you're, you're one of my favorite people to converse with. So I was really honored when you called me this morning because I, I do, I love talking to you. It's, it's always a good time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like, likewise. Uh, and I appreciate that very much. And it's, 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 uh, you know, that, um, I, I, I just, I, I want to ask you, you know, cause you got up there and I believe to correct me if I'm wrong, this might've been your first public testimony of, of your, you know, of your, of course you, you, you sing and you speak in between songs and all that. But as far as that presentation and talking about that, was that the first time you've done that in public? Yeah, yeah. I usually don't speak without a guitar uh, <laughs> on me or a, a piano. <laughs> so, um, you know, I believe so much in what CPLC and the pro-life group is doing. I think Geraldine and the whole crew there, they're really authentic. They're the real deal, and they're making a difference and an impact. And so um, it was really neat that, you know, I was even sharing, like, the the testimony with her and, and – um, she had asked, would I consider giving it in public? And, oh my gosh, you know, um, I, you know, it, it, it all goes back to like God equipping those who he's called. And I felt that her asking that was, was, uh, a very clear sign that God was calling me to do this. And I knew he'd equip me with what I needed. Um, even though it's not something I always do. Yeah. But well, at least, I, yeah, you had the experience, you had the experience of, you know, at least, per, you know, I don't want to say performing, but worshiping in front of, of large groups of people. But boy, I tell you, the first time you, you bear your heart like that, you know, it, it wasn't in front of 10 or 20 people. It was in front of that huge, huge group. But I, I thought it was really, uh, really great. And I, I think what you're saying, that message really needs to be shouted from the, the mountaintops. Cause I think we live in a culture, perhaps more so now than ever with, you know, YouTube and social media and how many people are liking my picture and how many subscribers do I have and, you know, how many people are coming to my event and, uh, you know, where that, it, it, you know, just to reiterate what you're saying, that none of that matters. Yeah, it's great and, and right. it's super, but, you know, the, the person who doesn't have any of that, like you said, in the eyes of God, man, he, he would have died on the cross for that person who doesn't have a single subscriber on YouTube, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's so interesting how the world like continues to almost tell us that we aren't enough and yeah. encourages us to feel like we need to be discovered. And then there's God who just wants us to rather than he, he doesn't need to discover us. He knows us, you know, the very fibers on our head, he wants to develop us in the beginning of that development. I really do feel is us understanding how loved we are by God. And um, so where the world tells us, that we need to be discovered. God calls us into development and he equips us as we understand who he is as God, as father. And that's beautiful for each and every one of us, you know, yeah. we choose faith in life. Yeah. Hey, uh, I didn't plan it this way, but at the beginning of the show, we, Cecil and Diane and I each shared uh, about our mother 
And uh, Diane and Cecil's mothers have both passed away. My mom is uh, still alive, and mm-hmm. I, I was able to, start to speak about her. But, you know, your mom was clearly a big part of your testimony. And I know you got a little choked up, and, you know, when you, you said your mom is your hero. Uh, do you mind, yeah. especially since we're, you know, what, six days away from Mother's Day, and you were able to publicly, oh, yeah. uh, I, I don't know if, if your mom is alive or if she was there or what the situation is, but to tell, tell us, if you don't mind, uh, a little bit about your mom. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I try not to get choked up again. I, uh, one of the hardest things moving away from Corpus was being further from my mom. If you can't tell, I am totally a mama's boy. Um, <laughs> I can tell, but I, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, my mom, um, I, I, I was older when I realized, you know, you know, it, it, growing up, everyone's like, Oh, you were the surprise. You were the you know, my mom would always say, you were my miracle child, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and she would always remind me that, like, that, like, life was a gift and that I needed to live life trying to know, love, and serve God. I mean, she raised me that way, and God, family, friends, you know, that that was, that was the upbringing, right? But, yeah, yeah I, I was older when I realized just how much my mom sacrificed for me. And, um, you know, I, because my older brothers were out of the house, my brother, Matt went on into seminary and, and finished, um, college at the university of Dallas. And my, my oldest brother was, was, you know, he, he was a tennis coach. So he was kind of hopping around the NCAA and lived in various different cities. And, even taught tennis for a bit at SMU. And, um, you know, so when I was being raised, I was, I was almost like an only child And my dad, who was, you know, in the Navy, um, he, uh, he had retired by the time that I was born, but he was working and oftentimes was traveling. And, um, yeah, my mom just like, she, she just walked, with me through so many things in life and, and taught me and made sure that I had like good role models in my life. And, you know, she even taught my CCD class growing up and made sure that I went to daily mass and, and was altar serving. And I think a lot of that formation led to my love for the sacred liturgy and how I, you know, my music, it's not about a performance. It's about accompanying the rhythm that the priest sets for the sacred liturgy. So Mm -hmm. it's really almost altar serving through music, right? Is because I want to be in tune with the sacred liturgy and I want to pray, but I also keep my eyes on the needs of the priest in the way that the altar server would. That all came from my mom. She just made sure I was, I was raised that way. My mom came down with leukemia when I was, in early or sorry, late, late high school, early college. And, um, you know, she's just, she's just, I didn't even know that she was struggling with it at first. I didn't know her health wasn't doing well. She's always kind of protected me, um, from that and encouraged me and always sent me forth and always like encouraged that God had a plan and she wanted me to go forth. She wanted me to be a light. And so, yeah, I think of I think of her very often. She is still alive. She lives in Corpus Christi. We talk daily, and uh, she's it's funny. She, I really just want her to come and hang out, 
in Dallas and, and, you know, have a cup of tea with me and I'll even watch one of her goofy movies like Pride and Prejudice or something, <laughs> you know, she, I'll, I'll sit through the whole thing if she, you know, she can get up here. But, um, she, uh, she, honest to God, she, she sends me highlighted homilies and, uh, in a chocolate chip cookie. And I'm like, you know, I just, I, I mean, she's just constant, you know, just wanting to make sure that I'm steeped in the word of God in, you know, um, in, in serving the church yeah. and, and that, that's, uh, that's who my mom is. And, and, uh, so, so much of the outlook and the way that we do things, um, yeah, it's just that selfless like example that she, she, um, she showed me, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's so beautiful. I think of her often. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, now when I see you and Lauren, uh, you know, worshiping, I'll 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 see a reflection of your dear mom and probably Lauren's, you know, mom and parents as well. And uh, you know, we're, none of us you know, pop into the world. You know, we all come to, from parents, and they have a great influence on us. So, Dave, we're out of time, but I really am grateful for this this opportunity to speak with you. Thank you for that beautiful refle- reflection on your mom. May God bless her down in Corpus Christi. May she get up here with her favorite movie very soon. I hope it's a long one. So. <laughs> You can watch a big, long Pride and Prejudice, maybe the whole series or something. Uh, and yeah. and all, to all the mothers out there, living and dead, uh, may God bless them. And uh, I, I want to mention, if, if you're listening, uh, dear listener, and you want to learn more about uh, Dave and Lauren Moore and their music, go to CatholicMusicInitiative.org, right, Dave? Mm-hmm. Catholicmusicinitiative.org? That's right. Okay. 